Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, welcome to episode four of Cast and Crank Podcast with Justin McTeer and myself, Nick Trujillo. Our guest today is Charlie. He'd be Tatuna on Instagram. You should check out his stuff. So, Charlie, uh, tell us about fishing, how you got into it, what made you want to fish, if your dad got you into it. Tell us all about it. Um, I, I don't know what got into it. I think it was just uh, boredom. <laughs> just something to do when you're a kid, you know? Yeah. It's probably like around 10 or so. Lived uh, right down the street from Santa Fe Dam. So it's kind of where I learned everything about fishing. And just started out, you know, Velveeta cheese fishing for <laughs> trout. Yeah. And we'd always just, there was like this water inlet. Whenever that would run, the trout would stack up. And we'd sit right there and just, you know, soak bait, pluck away trout. And we always noticed there was this group of dudes. They would just walk the shoreline. And they're always casting cats. Sometimes they'll pull up a bass. They throw it back. And we, we never threw anything back. We didn't, you know, we're kids. <laughs> um, and we're like, what are they doing, man? These guys, they're moving around all the time and they yeah. can catch a fit. And eventually we, we became friends with them and they'd like, you know, get this Rapala, work it like this and showed us how to fish crappie. Like, yeah. and then that was it. We were just like full yeah. speed. Like, yeah. Like how do you, there, there used to be a, um, a store called sports Mart, and they had a section called make a lure, a section of baits called and the bait name of the baits were make a lure and it was all just pieces of lures and you could build your own stuff so oh, we're like oh sick. we're gonna yeah get all the make a lure stuff make our own like spinner baits and whatever you wanted you know so, yeah and we just yeah just went fully into it my buddy he was older and actually had a computer back then you know it's like mid 80s um and started trying to formulate what was gonna what um What's a bass's favorite food? What's their favorite yeah. color? And we, I don't know how we figured out what we did, but it was like purple worm, blue flake, white tail. That's a bass's <laughs> ult, that's the ultimate thing for bass. Didn't, didn't work better than anything else, but that's what we had yeah. came up with. And yeah. Yeah, that was the beginning and that was it. I was hooked and ever since. How so, old were you when you started fishing? Uh, 10, maybe. Yeah, wow. I was about 10. Just with your buddies? Just just me and my buddy Roger. Oh, that was cool, it. Man. Yeah, just me and him forever. And then those group of guys, we got kind of in good with them. They were yeah. older, but they let us hang out and teach us stuff. Damn, that's cool. Man. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. So when did you start getting into salt? 
um, around the same time, my buddy Roger's sister moved to Redondo. Okay. So we'd go down there. She lived right down from the pier, and we'd, you know, we'd go down there, and it's a lot of bonita at the time. You'd get like a treble hook with a gum wrapper, you know, the silver, yeah. and just throw it out and jerk it and <laughs> catch these fish that pull way harder than anything yeah. in the lake. Yeah. And um, my mom lived in uh, Santa Monica at the time. So I would go spend summers with her, and um, the Malibu Pier had a boat that ran off of that. So we'd go and do a half day on oh, off the Malibu cool. Pier. Yeah. yeah, it was really cool. Um, and then I kind of didn't... I, I got into skating and stopped fishing, and then high school, punk rock, and then yeah, I ended up going on a... I still fished here and there, but I ended up going on a half day out of Davies, like right out of high school and that just lit it up like full speed and i haven't stopped since then that was like you know mid 90s early 90s yeah yeah so uh from getting onto the half day of that time uh what's your favorite type of fishing like spotty if for salt lure fishing lure fishing okay that's it spotty spotties yellows halibut yeah it's lures and what's your choice Lure choice. Uh, depends on the species. <laughs> uh, saltwater, surface iron. I mean, anything on the surface. Just like freshwater. You want yeah. topwater if possible. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, we pretty much have a year-round topwater bite out yeah. here in the lakes. Um, but yeah, and, and, and weird lures, like funky colors, funky paint yeah. jobs, just now, whatever you weird. You paint your own lures? I, I paint my own jigs. Your own jigs? Irons. Okay. Yeah. yeah I've seen yeah. that. Those are, those are nice. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. What what made you want to do that? Just um, got old, messed up. You want to repaint them? Nah, I you know I don't even know what started it honestly, and it was only it wasn't too long ago I started doing it, but um, I think it was colors. There were colors I wanted, and I'll just paint my old jig. And yeah, then, you know, like oh, you know what? I can draw a little face on here. Or, and then you just you know just kept running with it. And do you uh, put any kind of clear on it? Or yeah, what yeah. do you like to put on it? Um, so. I'm just starting a new thing, right? Actually, from here, I'm going to go pick up some that I just had done. But initially, was just Rattle Can Automotive Clear, mm-hmm. which holds up decent. It holds up about as good as anything you can go yeah. out and buy. Um, but I just recently tattooed this guy who uh, has a paint and body shop. He's been painting his whole life. And um, he painted some jigs for me, uh, just like a base coat. Yeah. And then I, I just did a little pinstriping, gave it back to him, and he put the clear. And the clear is it looks Hard. amazing. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's it looks bulletproof. I'm gonna have to test them out. Um, I got those two. My, my buddy who makes the jigs, he just put hooks and rings on them. So I'm gonna go pick up those two. I'm gonna go out fishing in a couple of weeks at Benny Florentino, and I'm just gonna fish out of those. And I'm getting a big batch of blanks. So oh wow! Does does your friend that makes the jigs does he do that for a living? Or no. Is it- no, he, he just, just does doing it them. on the side. It's something he's done for years. Uh, they're kryptonite jigs. A lot of like the local deckhands. Yeah. Them. I think one store he has carries them, but it's just kind of his own thing. Is it poured or like a CNC? Uh, it's poured, yeah. Poured? Yeah. Cool. Poured and filed yeah. and all that. Usually I used to paint lures like the LC 110s. Oh, yeah. When I started, I just surfished a lot. Okay. So uh, I would I'd fish down south, the boiler rocks a lot. And they'd be trashed after like right. two or three sessions. So I'd repaint them and then use DevCon, the epoxy. Oh, you should yeah. try that maybe. I'm, yeah, it's, I, I did I did one batch with epoxy and it was a lot of work. It was, <laughs> yeah. and I, I've got like 60 jigs. Yeah, I did yeah. one at a time and figure out how to dry them right. And, yeah. 
But um, yeah, this guy with the paint shop—he's—he said he'll show me how to clear them. There yeah. you go. Dude. So yeah, I mean, if so that this might stuff, be something you might want to sell later on down the line. Try to do something. Well, I, I'm I'm busy with tattooing, so tattooing comes first. Everything else is on the side. So um, I do like two batches of like 50, 60 jigs a year, um, and this is going to be the second batch this year. The one I'm picking up today. So. We'll see how it goes, you yeah. know? There's only so much time in a day. Um, yeah, as far as, like, uh, fishing and tattooing and stuff, what kind of impact has fishing had on, you know, your life or your career? Um, well, it's pretty cool because I probably tattooed for 10 years before I even did a fish tattoo. Yeah. But I'm then jealous. once I did it, it was just like... You yeah. know, everybody else was like, oh, I want to fish, I want to fish. Yeah. And it just worked out really cool because there's really not that many people doing it. Or you go to a tattoo shop for a fish and they don't really know the anatomy. Yeah. It looks kind of funny to someone who knows what they're looking at. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it worked out really cool to where started doing deckhands and captains. And even better is, you know, you get start tattooing guys that work for companies and like kick <laughs> yeah. you down expensive yeah. gear. Yeah, yeah. Do you do artwork for like any uh, companies? Yeah, or? yeah, I, I do uh, artwork fairly often for lure companies, um, website stuff, whatever. Just yeah. whatever people hit me up for. That's cool. Yeah, I came across you through that... Uh, trout tattoo that instagram account oh yeah 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 so i saw i think it was a peacock bass you did and that's, oh yeah that's how i found out about you oh know, cool yeah cool. your tattoos and artwork so. nice yeah i was pretty jealous i was like man look at all these fish <laughs> <it's a tattoo." laughs> I, I try to make it look like i do nothing but fish tattoos it's, it's, you, you do a lot more than me man <laughs> i've been it's for pretty a while. awesome yeah what shop do you work out of? Uh, Shogun Tattoo in Pasadena. Cool. How long have you been there? Uh, four of us opened it up in 2002, so it's been like 16 years now. Oh, really? Yeah. How long have you been tattooing for? Uh, 25 years. Wow. wow. Yeah, 93. I don't know the month, but it was 93. What was the first tattoo you did? Uh, someone's name on his back. Freehand Old English. No way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Prison set up, you know, car <laughs> string. and Yeah, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. cool, man. That's a cool thing. You've only tattooed then, huh? You're pretty much... Yeah. I mean, I've worked in warehouses, yeah. uh, warehouses and stuff. But yeah, since I started tattooing, that's it. I mean, I haven't done anything So did else. you help open this shop? Are you like... Yeah. Yeah. Then? Four of us opened it up together. Cool. We all used to work at a shop in Old Town, Pasadena called okay. Old Pasadena Tattoo. And then we, we left it and did our own cool. thing. Cool. Man, that's a business owner. It's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Working for yourself. It's, yeah. Uh, uh, it's the way to go if you can do it. For sure, man. So uh, tell us about your favorite type of fishing and what kind of lures and uh, setup you like to use gear. For, um, uh, you know, it could be like calico, striper, whatever. Yeah, and, and I'm all over the place. I'll, I'll fish calicos and then the next day I'll, I'll fish spotties or stripers yeah. or, you know, mainly um, I think I'm doing more freshwater these days. A lot of stripers, a lot of largemouth, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, when I go to the lake, it's like... I'll bring three rods, jerk bait, swim bait, top water. Yeah. And then you just figure out, they're going to eat one of them for sure. Yeah. You just have to figure out, you know, how and where. That's pretty much uh, my year round uh, freshwater. And then saltwater is like, you know, surface iron, plastics. That's yeah. really about it. Yeah. Sometimes hard baits. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. when you, uh, 
How heavy of stuff are you using, like, for your swim baits and freshwater? I fish as heavy as I possibly really? can. I'm fishing freshwater, my little, you know, LC100 jerk baits. I'm fishing uh, 50 pound braid to 25 or 40 pound floral. Wow. Yeah, super yeah. heavy. Because sometimes you get, you know, this double digit striper that yeah. just tool you. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't. They, I, all my hooks are 4X. Like, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mess around. You got to. That's good. You got to be ready when that you know when that fish hits. You want to be able to handle it. So yeah, I, I fish as heavy as possible. What's your biggest striper and your biggest largemouth? Uh, biggest striper is only uh, seventeen. It's not bad. Uh, yeah, it's it's a good fit. I've caught a lot of teeners. I've never. I don't even think I've hooked one over twenty. I, my friends get them every year. I just haven't. Um, <laughs> that's how it works, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it works. It's it's fun no matter what. Yeah. I got my biggest largemouth last October. It was uh, twelve pounds. Wow. Yeah. Swim bait. Swim bait. Where at? What lake? Uh, DVL. No way. Yeah, yeah. How, how long were you throwing that swim bait till you got hit um, with that? It was. You know what? It was just one of those days. Uh, they were just going. Yeah. It was like, it reminded me of calico fishing. I'd bring it by a bush, boom. Yeah, yeah. Just, they would, like, they weren't following or sniffing it. It was just full on attack. Um, and I'm fishing the 250, and I all my striper swim baits, I have 4X Gamakatsus, which is, it's a really heavy wire hook, but it's a narrow gap. Stripers stick, and they, they don't come off. Yeah. Largemouth, um... They don't get the hook on those. And I was learning it that day because I was just getting smacked and they weren't sticking. Um, The last one that I missed was probably around 10. It was a big bass. And I'm like, something. What? And I looked at my (laughs) box and I had another 250 with with wide gap owners on them. So I just switched out. I switched out, made a few casts, and then I just stuck a giant. Do you set your uh, swim baits up like, is it Butch Brown? Kind of style, like with the hook. Um, I don't really fish huds. No, I don't really fish huds. Just like just just gli- a lot of glide baits, really? or triple trout, yeah. a lot of jointed stuff. Yeah, cool. yeah. I don't do a lot of like, you know, Deep worms stuff. or jig. No, yeah, I really yeah. don't. Yeah. It's hard. It, you know, sometimes I'll throw a swim bait for like an hour and I'll be like, "Fuck this." Yeah. <laughs> oh, and you know, when I started getting serious about it, the, you know, yeah. the guys who were good at it, they all told me, "Take one rod and don't bring any other gear." Dude, yeah. Bring big baits. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. It, it's a discipline, you know, yeah. and it really is. And it took me. I probably fished a two fifty for about two years before I stuck a fish on. I mean, I I got bit a lot, but I didn't understand how to make them eat it. You know, yeah. commit fully yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm way into swim baits now. Were you yeah. taking just what? Did you take their advice and just take one rod? And I always brought a jerk bait rod too, <laughs> <laughs> just because I'll get bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I I did a lot. I put in a lot of days of just skunks and just like, Dude, yeah. but learning. You know, that's the whole thing. You know, I and growing up, you know, as a kid learning largemouth bass with different lures. I think that. That kind of lends itself to, you know, saltwater or striper, everything else. You know, you, you've got to, first you've got to find them. Then you got to figure out what they're doing and how to make them eat, you know. Yeah. And that's that's the whole puzzle. Every time you get to the lake, it's like you're you're actively hunting. You know, exactly. not just sitting and throwing blindly. You get there, where's the wind blowing? Where's the sun at? You know, what was the moon like? You, you figure out it's a puzzle and you go and you just hunt and pick it all yeah. apart and make it happen, you know. Yeah, I've been, that's what I've been getting into is the swim baits, like, same thing. I mean, 
It's really frustrating. Yeah, I go before work. <laughs> yeah, you'll see them following it and stuff. Yeah, and that's like, it. Yeah. yeah, and they like sometimes they'll just bump it with their nose, and you're like, and that's Damn. that's when that's what makes you learn is like how do I? He's yeah. obviously interested in it. Yeah, how do I get them to commit? You know, yeah. and once you start figuring that out, it's like things just fall into place. It's almost like you could make them eat it. You know, yeah. I finally got my first one. I uh, it's a. Uh, Get them coaches a company, but oh, yeah. it's like a, a floating bluegill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was awesome. That's a good looking it, bit, it, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome when I finally got one, seeing it crash yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah, it's really rewarding. Yeah. 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 I have that kind of discipline. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that's the thing. Dude, it's like it's once like, you yeah. figure it out, you're totally comfortable. Yeah. You know, I, I fish these big baits like I'm fishing a jerk bait. Yeah. I throw them out and I burn them in. Yeah. It's, it's really, you know, figuring out where they're at and how to make them react. And sometimes, a lot. Usually, what I do is I'll, I'll go out and I'll. I always, almost always fish pretty fast. So I'll go out and if I get a follower that I know isn't going to commit, I'll leave. But I know where he lives, <laughs> and you just I just rotate those spots exactly. all day. One yeah. of those times of the day that fish is going to be aggressive, and that's yeah. that's kind of the thing, you know. That's that's. That's pretty much how I fish everything. Have you thrown some of those big swim baits out in the salt? Like triple oh, trout. I, I, I love You'll throwing throw yeah. Oh, yeah. 10 inch triple trout for calicos. They crush it. Really? Man. They like, blow up on it. I almost like a striper. I'm like, oh, awesome. man, I want to try. But... It's, it's, it's not as hard as fresh. You just throw it right <laughs> along kelp lines. Yeah. My favorite is the beach. If you can get up on the beach, yeah. Oh man, it's. I've had some amazing days on the beach with a triple trout. I mean, I've 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 been. I was in Cedros, standing next to my buddy fishing a swim bait. I, I probably outfished them five to one. Wow! With the tri- ten inch triple trout. I mean, they just crushed. It. Are you the repainted or just same color? Um, same color. I've 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 only fished one because it. It's always worked. It's, yeah. Uh, it was uh, actually my buddy Chris. Chris Lillis uh, gave it to me as a tip when I tattooed him. It was a, a a limited like Halloween edition triple trout that's like solid orange, like a bass pattern on it. But yeah, that's pretty much the only one I fish wow. is because they always you just you know swap out the hooks every once. Yeah. In a while, but, yeah. But yeah, that bait's killer. Wow. Yeah. I seen I seen dudes catching it on Instagram. I'm like, damn, I want to try it. it it's it's I'm not like freshwater. It's easier. Yeah. They'll, Everything's they'll easier when you go to. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> to me, at least, yeah, yeah. Do you so, have to yeah, try man. that next time? Yeah, you get out. Baits, that's the, that's the go-to. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For your big I just, bass. I just, you know, I'm not rich. I wouldn't throw my expensive stuff out there. But you know, you get you get some stuff that's. You know, you you know you're not going to lose, or you feel comfortable yeah. throwing out there in the kelp. Cool, yeah, it's fun. What's your uh, gear? What you have like a favorite reel or use anything? I really don't. I'm not like uh, loyal to any brands or yeah. anything. I, I think all my rods now are Phoenix rods. They're just lightweight, thin yeah. diameter, super strong. Yeah. Um, I really like the Tranks reels for salt. I got you know the three, four, and five, and that's pretty wow. much my. Whatever, yeah, they're solid. Thing. They're super solid, super yeah. smooth drags. Yeah. Yeah, good torque. You need to save up the money to buy those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's cool, man. So tell us a little about how you grew up with uh, your life, like punk rock, stuff like that. You um, know? Well, I grew up mostly in Covina. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just fishing then got into skating you know full board skating skating really hard and you skate a lot like you still skate i 
I wish. I heard I had a pretty bad back injury a couple years ago. Oh, and wow. I've tried to skate once since then, and it wrecked me. So I'm getting better, so hopefully I'll be able to get back out there. But yeah. I, I was skating up until a couple years ago. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. super fun. But And then just skating, you know, you, you're watching a video, you hear the music. And like, <laughs> oh, man, what band is this? And, yeah. Pre-internet, so you're just looking at the cover and reading these titles, and you go, you know, the record store and yeah, yeah, and then like, oh, this band's playing. Go start checking out punk shows and yeah. stuff, and yeah, super fun. Yeah, that's cool, man. That's yeah. pretty much how me and Justin record store trips were always like. Oh a man, big Bionic. Thing. It yeah. was let's go to Bionic or Vinyl. I would, I would, I would yeah. take the bus to Vinyl Records anytime <laughs> I had extra money. You know, <laughs> blow all your money there. Yeah, huh? yeah, and it was cool because they had all the flyers, and I remember there was. Uh, they had this whole shelf of nothing but flyers, but there was these ones I would always like, what is that? It was um, Optic Overdrive Tattoo Shop in Claremont, and it was all the flyers were drawn by uh, Corey Miller, who's pretty well known now. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it was just like, wow, look at this artwork, you know? And then all the artwork on the flyers for all the shows, you know? Yeah. It was super inspiring. It was way into, you know, music and art. It's all what I've always Is that what into. kind of. Got you into tattooing, just doing so much art. I think so, yeah, because yeah. I've, I've always been drawing since, you know, I was a kid. And then towards the end of high school, people were getting tattoos. I knew I drew, so they're like, hey, you know, draw this design. And, draw, and then eventually, like, tattoo it on yeah. me. And I'm like, nah, man, I erase <laughs> when I draw. I <laughs> yeah, dude, that's like I don't the, know how to do that. the sketchiest thing. Huh? Yeah, when you start, so you're like, sketchy. oh, man. And dude. especially, you know, this is early 90s. There's yeah. no info. And, and, you know, my friends who had cool tattoos, I asked them about it. They're like, oh, dude, no one's going to tell you anything. Anymore. Yeah. You got to figure it out. You know, I'm like, shit. Um, so, yeah, and I remember I was going to. PCC at the time uh, and I came home from school one day one of my brother's friends was sitting on my doorstep when I walked up he was waiting for me he said hey do a tattoo on my back I'm like I don't know how to do that he's like I got the machine I got the ink I got the, I got all the stuff I was like dude I don't know how to do it he's like well just try yeah. I'm like you don't care if I mess up he's like I don't care like, well shit okay let's, let's give it a shot and then I tried and I just could not believe how hard it was it was Super hard. Mind-blowing difficult. I mean, it was so difficult. I couldn't believe. And I, before I even tattooed, I, I bought tattoo magazines because the yeah. artwork, you know, or like the interviews with the bands, whatever. But I always bought tattoo magazines, so I, I saw what was capable. Um, I just couldn't believe it was that hard. So that's <laughs> like, I'm going to do more. Who, anyone else wants a tattoo? You know, after, you know, a few months, everyone's parents Cameron hated me <laughs> I, I you know i scarred up all the all kids the in the neighborhood and the oh yeah all that stuff yeah yeah and and it didn't matter at that time you know back yeah. then it didn't matter how shitty the tattoo was because i'm 16 i got a tattoo i'm, I'm a badass exactly. you know that's that was kind exactly. of the attitude of kids back then yeah it was uh that was my my intro to tattooing yeah yeah i remember i had to do I had to do a bunch on myself before I could get, convince yeah. anyone to get tattooed. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants a tattoo from someone with two weeks' experience. Yeah, exactly. Know? But most of my friends who started around the same time as me, that we all, all of our legs are just scratch paper. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, 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 like, well, that's how you know someone's really into it, when they're yeah. willing to just you know sacrifice a body part to figure out how to use these tools. And, yeah, or yeah, with me, like, you know, I'd be like, I'm going to try and do portraits. So I did one on myself first, you know, because I was like, I want to fuck someone else yeah. up, you know, like give them some wonky portrait. Right. That's about as How do you focus, gets. though, if you're like, 
There's a little bit of pain. I mean, yeah, and it, uh, it, so it, it can't be. Well, like... that's that's what's tricky is when you start, you're trying to have mercy on yourself, but then you wipe and the line didn't stick. So <laughs> you just gotta suck it up, man. I mean, if you really want it, you're gonna go after it. Yeah, it's, you know, hurt yourself, but excuse me, you figure it out. I think I, when I was doing, I was too concentrated on trying to do a good tattoo that I didn't really. Yeah. Paint. Uh, well, some of it, yeah, you can't get around it, <laughs> yeah. written, but. I think that focus kind of helped drown that the pain, pain part, right? Out. For sure, for sure. You're yeah. concentrating. Yeah. <laughs> you got a, a good tattoo story, like someone that's came in and flipped out or anything, um, like from pain or from. <laughs> There's got to be a good one. In yeah, there. <laughs> I've, I've been. I've, I'm sure I have a bunch. Um, <laughs> the most memorable one was uh, poor girl. Um, <laughs> she. she Two sisters came in. One had tattoos. I tattooed her. The other sister was up, and she was had a lot of anxiety about it. S- small tattoo. She wanted, you know, like yeah. a middle upper back. Cole, sit down. I start outlining it, and like within two or three minutes, you know, I'm, I'm she's in front of me. I'm looking at her back, and I just see her whole body give, and she slumps over. I'm like, oh shit, you know. So I catch her. I'm with an arm reaching to the sink, and I get a towel. I run the water and get the towel on the back of her neck um <laughs> then uh <laughs> I, I i shut off the water but i still hear it running um she kind of comes to you know and she tries to stand up and she pissed all <laughs> over the place i mean all the whole chair the oh, floor i mean yeah. everywhere sucks. and i'm like <laughs> You know, she's probably be professional. Hey, it happens all the time. Don't worry about it. You know, it's totally cool. Let me get you some water. You yeah. know, we'll get a soda, get some sugar in you. You know, you'll be all right. Just just chill out. Um, so she chills out for like five minutes or so. All right, I'm going to go to the bathroom, clean myself up. I'm like, okay. You know, you good? Yeah, I'm good. And I see her get up and she starts walking out. And right when she gets to the door, she or I just watched see her knees buckle. Yeah. I superman it over there. I catch her before he, she hits the ground. I... You know, I lift her up, pick her up, put her on the bed, and she pisses all over again. Gosh, <laughs> yeah, poor girl. That's one of those things. You know, if if, if you got to go and you pass out, it's all coming out. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people fall. Thank God shit, you didn't shit your pants. You've been puked yeah. on yet? Yeah, yeah, it happens. Did you get man. puked on before? You know what? I've never had that happen. My coworker has had it happen more times than yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've never had it happen. It too. <laughs> You've had it? No, no, but I've seen it happen. Oh, have you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got a good story, Justin? Uh, well, my buddy Tyler that I work with, uh, I wasn't tattooing. He was tattooing this girl, and, like, uh, you know, she started passing out, and I grabbed her, you know, to hold her up. She was kind of slumping in the chair. So I was holding her up, and she kind of, like, would come to you and start passing out again. Yeah. So, um, then she was just out, and she starts gagging, oh, like shit. dry heaving. And uh, I see Tyler grabs a trash can, and like has like the look of like horror on his face, you know, like <laughs> oh fuck, because I'm behind her, so I could see him, you know. And he he grabs the trash can, he turns, and then she just it was like one of those ones where they kind of projectile vomit. Oh. It wasn't a lot though, but it was like kind of like where she coughed it up, uh. so it like got on him, but. uh the week before the piercer, this guy David, um, I wasn't there, but I guess he got puked on like bad, <laughs> like the week before, and uh, 
he got all cleaned up and he's like, God, I could still smell it. You know, like he's like, what the hell? Freaking out, trying to figure out where the smell's coming from. Well, I guess it was all stuck in the zipper of his pants and stuff oh, too. No. So uh, Tyler was like laughing, talking shit, you know, all that stuff. So, you know, I guess it was a little bit of a karma or payback or whatever <laughs> right there, you know? Because yeah. uh, when it happened to Tyler, like, look in the back and you could see David with the biggest smile yeah. on his face, like, aha, you know. <laughs> How about, uh, do you have any good, like, pranks as far as, like, tattoo shop prank stuff? or No, you know, I we never... Never really did that. No, you never messed around. You know, it's... It's really funny looking back now. So I started at a shop called Rosendagger in East L.A., yeah. Whittier Boulevard, you know, 95. Um, and that shop had been around since like 78, 79, yeah, okay. I think. It was a really old shop. All the flash was yellow from cigarette smoke. I mean, you still had ashtrays <laughs> in there and shit. Um, had a file cabinet with just stuffed with acetate stencils. Yeah, just that's right. Stacks. And I didn't know shit. Yeah. So I would go through them. I'd find all the ones with swastikas and just start breaking them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking back, I'm like, fuck, man, that was history. That was like, I, I could have had it too. It all ended up going into garbage. Yeah. Um, but um, I brought my buddy Pete to work. I, I suck at writing. I always have. And my buddy Pete was good at names. And, the, yeah. you know, he used to labor a lot of writing. So, yeah. like, Pete, come come work. Take all the names. You know, you'll get work every time because people are always looking for it. Um, and I remember there was a stack of these old Flash. And if you've ever seen, like, the old 70s Flash, it's thick and yeah, heavy. It has heavy. tape on the corners. And we would have flash fights just throwing these. Because <laughs> you could throw, throw them so hard. And they yeah. were big. They were bigger than, you know, the standard sheets now. Um, but, yeah, I look back at that. Like, what a fucking idiot. There yeah. was so much history. <laughs> history and, man, that stuff. Cool yeah, it's stuff. collectible oh, now. It's, so yeah, you can, it's all worth the yeah. time. You know, nowadays it's all worth. But, you know, we weren't thinking about yeah. any of that. We were just fucking around because it was boring. <laughs> uh, Dave, that... He's the owner of uh, the shop I'm at, he, and same thing. He said it was, you know, that original location. Yeah. Some guy, uh, he uh, came by with a trunk full of, I, I don't know if it was from, it was from one of the shops down at the Pike, uh, down there. And he's like, you can have all this for like 500 bucks. And it was like a trunk full, like signs, acetates, wow. all kinds of shit. And he's like, I don't want all that old shit. No one wants that stuff. And now he's like, fuck, man. Yeah. Could have had all that for 500 bucks. Yeah, it been, man. You know, who knows how much. That history's really disappearing, yeah. too. There's only so much left. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, it's funny when you're kids, you just don't value anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the truth. It's, it's a trip how different <laughs> it is now with tattooing. Oh, it's a, yeah. And that's another thing is I, I saw it, you know, in the early 90s when there was. There just wasn't many shops. I mean, there were yeah. hardly any shops. Hollywood had like three or four. There was Fat George's, which was the closest. There was one in Inland Empire. Like, there just wasn't that many shops at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hardly any shops. Now, and now like, it's... Well, no put idea. it this way. My shop, we opened up in 2002, and we had six shops within five miles. Yeah. I think today there's... 20 or so shops yeah. within five miles. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's so saturated. You no, know, like Fullerton, man. I don't know if you're 
I drove down through there, there a dude, couple weeks ago. So many shows yeah. Now. Like, remember, it used to just be like, there was Classic and then, uh, God, what was his name? Romo? Oh, yeah, Romo Inc. I remember going back there in the early yeah, days. Yeah. yeah. The bro- there was Romo, the Romo Brothers. And, uh, you know, Good Time Charlie's in Anaheim. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was only a handful. But- yeah, it's 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 crazy now. It's so saturated. Yeah, and then people are so like, I'm gonna tattoo my face. Okay. It's 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 crazy. It, that, I get, it is crazy. Every, yeah. You know what's a trip is nowadays everyone's not everyone, but there's I'd say the majority of people they want their first tattoo on their forearm. Yeah, which is yeah, to me to. it's just so foreign because. The way that we grew up, especially in the punk scene, is it, you don't do that until you don't have room anywhere else. You know, yeah, like yeah. you start off on your forearm, you're a fucking poser. You're just trying <laughs> yeah. to show off like you have tattoos. Yeah, and yeah you yeah. haven't even filled up the other stuff first. Yeah. You know, and now it's like we call it the warp tour body suit. Yeah, <laughs> do your forearms, <laughs> forearms, do neck. your shins and your neck. Yeah. Take off your shirt and you have negative space. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's weird. And that is kind of weird when people take their shirt off and there's yeah. like ancient There's, shit there's nothing. It's all like, yeah. you know, below the shirt yeah. line and it's like. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal... And when you gamble, betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70 yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to keepitfunohio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You were a poser. If you did that, you were a poser. Now yeah. it's normal, so that poser thing is kind of like my generation. But yeah. that's how we grew up seeing. Like, I get people come in. Pretty often, they want something on their hand. They don't have anything. I'm, I, I yeah. still won't do it. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not going to do that. I had, this, I had this guy one time. He came in, and he's probably 19 or so. And he wanted the, the chargers, the the bolt, yeah. on his cheek. And he didn't have anything. I'm like, <laughs> no way. No, I'm not doing not that. Doing no way. <laughs> and they're, they're, they could find someone that'll do it. You know, yeah. Some people don't oh, really sure. have morals or whatever. You know, just want to make yeah. a buck, but... Yeah, I, I yeah, you got to have that respect. I've done a for, few faces, but with people that have already had like yeah. extensive work on. Yeah, them. and it's kind of weird that it's almost normal now because yeah. when you saw someone's t- face tattooed, like, You're like they, oh, were shit, they're they were thug, they were like you know fuck around. They them, did yeah. twenty years, like these were yeah. serious fucking people. You did not even think about putting a tattoo yeah. on your face, and now it's almost normal. Yeah. It's not. It's not shocking anyway. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, it's really weird. Dude, all right. really? The first face tattoo I did, it was this uh, cholo, and he uh, he wanted to get a teardrop, and he got some like rest in peace Flacco on his neck and stuff, and uh, so you know, little teardrop. I was like, this cool? I want it bigger. Oh. I was like, all right, blew it up a little bit. Now I want it bigger, dude. It ended up being about. 
the size of like a lemon head or something, you know, like really big, yeah, like a big teardrop. Jeez. I'm like, you sure? Yeah. You guys ever had people come back? And go, this isn't what I wanted. I'm um, sure I have. It's been a long time. I I I think just because I've been doing it so long now, I can kind of filter out people. You know, yeah. you get a feel for them just talking to them and. It's kind of weird because sometimes people will have been referred to you, or they know about. They want you to do it, yeah. and and um, if it's something you're not comfortable with, they try and convince you. Like, come on, I seen your stuff, or I heard about you know whatever. Yeah. Um, what I've learned over the years to to do now, which it works every time, is you know I I don't think I'm the right guy for the job. Yeah. You as soon as you say that, they're like, thank you for your honesty. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. It re- that way I don't have to deal with you know whatever kind of weird personality yeah. is going to come back or anything like that yeah aside from like the the tattooing fish and fishing related stuff is there something else that you like you know is like your your thing or you enjoy uh, doing I, I or... love traditional American and Japanese yeah. and traditional American is super challenging for me yeah because it's so simple I'm doing more of it now than I ever have and I'm I'm it's like a nonstop learning experience, yeah. like, like everything else. But um, growing up drawing the way I drew, I always think of, you know, dimensions and blending yeah. colors. And, and traditional American really simplifies that. Yeah. So everything's got to be in the right place without, you know, putting those details of the different dimensions. That all, that stuff has to all be implied with the least amount of lines and shading possible yeah. and just read as like a solid, solid image, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah, American Japanese stuff like that. I always people ask me, "What do you like to?" I, I usually just say um, anything organic, you know, plants, animals. Yeah. You want a car? You want buildings? I'm not the guy. It's geometric yeah. stuff. I, yeah, I'm I, I would be scared to go to work if that's all I had to do. <laughs> yeah. I would find a different job if that's yeah. all people got. You know, I yeah. mean, I, more natural, free, free yeah. flowing stuff is is where my head's always been. Yeah. See, it's the same for me. Yeah, the geometric stuff, like I stress, um, those man. guys. Are, I get like all the stippled stuff and all that. I'm like, the oh stippled stuff, God, I don't mind, but it's crazy. it's a lot of these, a lot of now the big trend, which it helps my tattooing. You know, my line work is getting better. I can see it, and I'm sure a lot of it's from these walk-ins who just want line work. Yeah, just line work, which is so stressful because. You can't yeah, hide you, any mistakes. Yeah, you know? yeah, there's no shading to <laughs> there's hide no anything. Shading. Yeah, you yeah. can hide fix or hide anything. They don't want any shading. You know, like yeah. I don't remember being nervous doing a tattoo until the past couple of years. As long as I've been doing it, because it's like shit, man. I I gotta nail this. If yeah. you sneeze or you move or yeah. you know something's off on my end, there's no hiding it. Especially when it's like. And it's on the forearm. Like, yeah. And they're going to and and what they they have do, circles in it or oh, parallel yeah. line. Yeah. It and, has and, to be and like. The thing with forearm tattoos is they just stare at it. They've yeah. Got, it's their first so tattoo. On. Yeah. And they just can't stop looking at it. <laughs> and they break it down to like, oh, you see this little part? It's like, dude, like, I'm not a computer that's. You know, you have to really look to find that imperfect. Yeah, yeah it's 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 different. It's an ever evolving thing, you know. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's kind of a trip how that stuff got popular. Yeah, yeah. Lettering was it was lettering was a hard thing for me too. Like you said, I yeah, it I still to, is for me. I, I got I got a better grasp on it. I think uh, my buddy Ricardo, like he he started out as a lettering guy, so he showed me a lot. Oh, good. But now, now he does. Uh, 
he works at Black Anchor and uh, on Melrose. Mm-hmm. And now he just does uh, like black and gray, like you know, realism type yeah, stuff, and yeah. does hardly any writing. But man, his writing's sick. It's funny how it kind of he transitioned from just being a lettering guy to now he's just doing black and gray. That's cool, you know, realistic stuff. Yeah, yeah it's a true. I I started off like. You know, a lot of my friends were cholos, and I started in East L.A., so all I was doing was black and gray. That's yeah. it, you know, cholo-style stuff. And it's funny when I think about it because I started East L.A., and, it, you know, big, you know, uh, Mexican community, and they want Aztec, and I don't know shit yeah. about Aztec. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no, you know, and I, you can't fake it. This is yeah. real history, and there's no internet. So it's funny when I tell people they trip out, but, I, I, you know, I had to go get a library card. Go to the library, check out books on Aztecs, read the stories, look at the images. Then I can draw something that's historically accurate and will make a good tattoo. You know, like you, if you wanted to do a, a good, accurate tattoo back then, you really, you got to do a lot of homework. You, yeah. There's no way around it. I mean, you, you could trace and copy, but you only get so far, you know. But yeah, we had to go to the library. Yeah. That was our Google. Was no you Google. Know? Yeah. 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 Check out a book for a couple of weeks, read about it, study the images and, you know, make a sheet of flash or whatever. Yeah. yeah now but now, but now it's, I, now I'm, I'm mostly doing color. I love yeah. black and gray. I don't do this nearly as much as I used to. I yeah. love doing it, but yeah, now it's mostly color. And I'm sure the fish is a big part of that, you know? Yeah. People want yeah, to see your colors. And, yeah. Your stuff's awesome, man. I, thank you. Yeah. Like I said, I came across your work on that trout tattoo and then like yeah i started checking your stuff out i'm like man I, yeah it's really good man. i, I <laughs> get you. stoked if i'm able to do a fish here and there like damn <laughs> man look at all the fish this guy does. yeah i i try i try and force feed it to people yeah, <laughs> yeah i guess if yeah if you just kind of post that stuff you're gonna get more of that's it yeah and that's another that's thing with, towards that yeah it's another thing with tattooing now is people specialize in things you know yeah. back in the 90s People had their thing, but I mean, even if you specialize in something, you're you're you doing everything. that butterfly, you're doing that anklet, you yeah. know, like you you have to be able to do it all. Where now people kind of have a specialty. And yeah, I wouldn't say I have a specialty, but I I know fish well because you know I spend yeah. a lot of time on the water and I study them, I draw them in my free time, so um, that that works out pretty well for me. And and the fact that there aren't a ton of people locally yeah. tattooing fish, yeah, well, and then too like. Because the people that I've tattooed where they're getting, you know, they're fishermen. They're like, oh, fuck, you fish? Like, fuck, I'm coming to you now, you know? Right, like, <laughs> yeah. You built, like, yeah, for sure. It's just like when Nick was saying, like, the, you know, when you meet the dads that are the fishermen, you kind of click up, like. Yeah. It's like it talking like about school event or something. older kid. So he's like 14 and going through the years with them. I was a younger dad, younger at the time, you know? Right. I wouldn't talk to any parents because they would just, I was younger dad. Then you'd meet some older dad that liked fishing at a bass pro shop. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then you'd click. Right. That's how you meet. So right. I've talked to a lot of like older dads about fishing because that's all I got in common with anyone, you know, like. Right, right. Yeah, that's a common When you talk about punk or hardcore, it's like they don't know. Fun. Right, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> an even smaller you know? community. <laughs> I'm surprised you recognize my shirt when I that's walked That's an infest, yeah, right, dude. That's a great man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love those guys. Fishing wise, do you have like like an epic fishing story or like you know one that stands out to you um or a couple or yeah i mean trip that you went yeah i mean i have one that was just like you know just like 
magical visual moment and experience kind of yeah. a thing, you know, and it was a small fish, but it was just the whole experience. Um, I was in Gonzaga Bay on my kayak fishing for Cabrilla, um, and I was rolling a weed list through the Sargasso. Sargasso is kind of like kelp. Um, and, and the, the Cabrilla would blow up on it. You know, yeah. it's like, just like fishing the weed list for calicos, but yeah. you're catching these grouper. Um, and I remember I was right off of this point. I was all by myself. All my friends were, you know, miles away. Um, and I'm just like soaking it in, you know, it's just like calm, mellow. Yeah. It's like 11, perfect weather. And I'm just really laid back and I'm winding in this weedless through this Argasso. And I hear this like shunk, this loud like <laughs> suction yeah. noise, you know, that made me kind of like duck. <laughs> and I look and... I'm sitting in my kayak. I look up and this fish is airborne. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and it, I remember it like slow motion. This fish is airborne. It lands, and when it lands, my rod just, boom, just doubles over. I'm like, what? No way. Like, that yeah. fish blew up on my. It fished, this is Cabrilla, four pound Cabrilla, launched like five feet in the air with my weedless in its mouth. When it landed, I was bent. What? And I just, you know, cranked it in. I held, I remember talking to it. You're an amazing animal. Oh, my God. I had my GoPro. Of course, it wasn't on, but I'll never forget that. Yeah, I was just that's like, awesome. Wow. What, what so you've am- gone down and fished a lot in Baja? Oh, yeah. As often as I can. You do? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I haven't since I hurt my back. I, I, now I can go, but I haven't been able to go because I haven't been able to drive for long periods or anything. But um, before I hurt my back, yeah, three or four times a year. And, oh, yeah, Sea Cortez, you know, Cedros. Sanquitin, I mean, all around, mainly north. I did, used to do La Paz a lot, the southern part, but uh, mainly the northern Pacific and Sea of Cortez. Sites. So it's a, uh, you take your kayak down or you go Kayak or, or get a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Hire a wow. boat. Yeah. You got any good kayaking stories? Um, That was Still probably was the jumping, best one. Still <laughs> on you oh, yeah, <laughs> man. That was probably my most scary experience Dude, ever. That's on why kayak. I never, I had a float tube and I'm like, I want to go to Newport. Then I seen these fucking stories. And I'm like, not fucking doing it. About <laughs> seals jumping on top of you, dude. And shit, yeah, dude. I mean, I, I I was prepared to get mauled by a giant, uh, a giant bull. Man, it scared the shit out of me. I was I went to go fish out of Redondo. I you know I launched in King Harbor, and it's just packed with fog. Fuck, I can't go out. You know, yeah, be a speed bump out there. So I'm just gonna fish in the harbor till it clears. It just wasn't clearing. Um, start catching bonita. It's fun. Um, then I. Uh, I think I had uh, fishing sardines, and then I get bit, and it's just going. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Then this female sea lion is just greyhounding. I'm like, fuck, okay. Wind, her, wind it in, wind it in. By the time I get her next to the boat, I'm surrounded by like 15 like small female oh, sea lions. Oh, 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 all this barking. And I'm just like, <laughs> I got to get this hook out of her mouth, you know? Yeah. And as I'm like fumbling around, I hear, ooh. From like a distance, I look up, there's a giant knothead. You know, like when you see a sea lion swimming, they kind of go up and down. This thing, is, his eyes are locked on me, and his head's not going under the water. He's just full bore, come around. <laughs> shit, shit. I just backed off the drag and started paddling as hard as I could. Let yeah. that thing go back. And I'm paddling as hard as I could. And this thing's just smoking me. Um, Gets right next to me. Giant knothead. Come leaps up like it's gonna bite my face. I remember I covered my oh my, my head with my arm and my shoulder, and then it just smacked and it smacked its head like on the water right next to my kayak. 
and then just stood there looking at me like, oh, fuck with my bitches. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, man. And I'm just, you know, my nerves are shot. I just, I swore I was going to get, you know, bit. And I still have this sea lion on there, this small female. Later. I didn't. I didn't want to leave all that lot, you know. I don't like to be that guy. So I paddled to shore. I horsed her in. I got her, like, within five feet, and she broke. And my cool. But now... I still have to paddle back to my car. There's only one way, and I got to go by that that bull in his harem, you know. Yeah. Oh, it took me like half an hour to build the nerve. And when I did go by, they didn't give a shit. They didn't, yeah. like, they didn't even know me. Yeah. But man, yeah, that was that was probably my most scary because I, I swore I was getting mauled. Like dude, it was going to happen. There's yeah, they'll do that. Too. Yeah. That's crazy yeah. shit, dude. Especially a giant bull like with a harem like that. Like, they don't mess around. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I never wanted to kayak. But I mean, that's it's usually pretty uneventful. I spent years on my. Car. Kayak and yeah. I, you know, I go miles out there. How far out you go? Um, usually two or three miles. It depends where I'm at. Sometimes, yeah. you know, within a mile. Mm-hmm. It really depends where. But I'd say if you average it out, I'd be two or three miles. You know, wow. La Jolla. Good, good exercise. Yeah. I, I, until I got hurt, I always worked out. You know, so yeah. I was, I, it was it wasn't anything really physically demanding. And you always have a radio just in case. Exactly. Luckily, I never needed it. Um, but yeah, I used to kayak a lot. I float tubed a lot. Then I got into kayaking and La Jolla. Huh? Used to do La Jolla a lot. Good down there, huh? That's one of the better places for sure. Yeah. That's probably the best place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, along our coast, Malibu's really good too. But Malibu's got some some serious surf. Yeah, um, the yellows don't run there as often. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to get down to La Jolla soon. I just haven't. At the time. It's a cool area, and it's become yeah. super popular. It's always yeah, crowded nowadays. Exactly. Um, I think I started fishing down there like around 03, 04. Wow. It was a lot smaller community yeah. down there. But, um, well, mean, with Instagram, it's it's crazy how popular fishing has gotten over yeah. the last you know, 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. yeah, that's what I say. Like 10 years ago, it kind of like almost became cool. Almost like exactly. like wearing a fishing shirt 15 years ago. Like, this dork. Yeah. You know what I mean? Bass <laughs> Pro. Like, what is this dork? But now, you know, it's like, it yeah. almost reminds me of like uh, how skating was in the 80s. Like, oh, that's a cool shirt. Oh, yeah. look at the fish. And look at, you know, everything's got style. It's not generic exactly. out of the woods kind of looking stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a trip how it's like kind of mainstream. Groups, a lot of, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's cool though. I mean, it's get great. to meet a lot of people. Yeah, you know, a lot of different people. Yeah, for people sure. People get real mad about their spots getting blasted on the internet. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. and and that you know when I fish, um, I don't have a home lake. Pretty much, I fish pretty much fish five lakes, and all of them are like an hour to an hour plus yeah. away from me. Um, so if I do show a picture, I'm not going to give anything away. Because for some people, this is their home lake. They yeah, live next exactly. to it. I don't want to burn their spot. Yeah. And I don't want to I don't want to show stuff like some some lakes I'll have these one spots that just, you know, they kick out. So I'm not yeah. showing anything. <laughs> if I do take a picture, usually I just take the fish. I don't put yeah, myself that's, back That's on. pretty much what I do. Yeah. And if I do, you know, drive away, just some generic shoreline, yeah. you know. Yeah. it's it, I, I get it. You know, or... Yeah. We just have these small man-made reservoirs. There's only so much real estate. Exactly. You, know, you don't want to burn it. You don't want to. And over the last 10 years, I feel like it's gotten so much pressure on the lakes, too. Yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, it's, super, it's crazy. super yeah. popular. Yeah. 
You got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you think about, you know, how small our reservoirs are and how many people are fishing them all the time, then look at the the top ten, top twenty bass of all time, biggest. They're here. Most of them are California, yeah, exactly. you know, which is pretty amazing considering the amount of people and the size of the reservoirs. Exactly. Have you gone down south, the lakes down south at all to fish? I haven't. Oh. Um, no, I don't think I've ever fished any lakes further south than Skinner. Really? Yeah. Skinner's a good lake. I like Skinner I a lot. I love that lake. <laughs> I, I kind of fish lakes by season, and Skinner is like my summer lake. And yeah. I'm just stopping fishing Skinner and moving. I love fishing places. way in the back where it's like about four or five feet with all the, the uh, like, Little trees and stuff. Oh yeah, the stick. Uh, well, yeah, dude, I love that. I, I'll, I'll give something away. My favorite <laughs> thing to do there is the weedless baits, like you fish for calicos. Yeah, Good. that's oh man, right that's amazing. There. Yeah, yeah, just you know, six inch weedless, eight right on top. Hook. Just burn it through the grass. Really, burn it through the grass. Yeah, that's where I caught my first creature bait there. Oh, okay, because I've never fished creature. I would just either be a spinner bait, jerk bait guy. Right, right. Um, but then I started throwing creature baits just a YouTube. Right. How the fuck you do this, you know? And I caught a nice bass. There. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Love that lake. Yeah, that's but a fun lake. It's a mission, like I said, for me just to run to Huntington Harbor. It's fucking right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's like the furthest lake away, I drive yeah. to, and I hate driving back from there, man. The Dude, you're sucks. so fucking tired. Like, uh. <laughs> but I'm like, I got the whole day off. Yeah. You know, I'll spend most of my day on the water. It's worth yeah. it, you know? I'll usually, we'll, I'll leave at one. Just because I don't like fighting the fucking traffic. Well, I'm the same. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm used. To, I mean, I think DVL is the only one where I usually do full days. But yeah. like Pyramid or Castaic, no way, no way. I bet, dude, you get. It's fucked the in worst. Traffic, yeah. yeah, it's not worth it. I, like, I, I was trying to find a uh, truck that I could put a bed in, where I, a bed that would I could sleep in, you know, just so I could do a full day, <laughs> pass out, and then drive yeah. home. The traffic's yeah. gone. And, I gave up on that mission. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the traffic's awful out here. It is. It's you know, it's a big deterrent to go out that way for me because I want to try Castaic, but I'm like, I don't want to hit the fucking traffic. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm off the water by noon usually. Yeah, that's what I'm, I think. I'm going to try that next couple weeks. Yeah. Sure. But well, thanks for coming on the podcast, bro. It's yeah, been thanks for really cool. Me, and uh, anything you want to promote? Um, no. Uh, if you want, you know. Fish tattoos, you can check me out, uh, Tattooed on Instagram. It's probably the best place. I, I answer all my DMs. I try to um, I'll have those jigs going, and, and those sell out super quick. I so bet. Keep your eye on that, you know, if you want one of those jigs. Um, and I think this new uh, process we're using is going to be pretty, pretty yeah. proof. So, awesome. Yeah, yeah, just check out, check out the Instagram. Great. Oh, well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. All right. It.